Hello and welcome back to another episode of the ShuttlePod podcast. Today we have a special ShuttlePod supplemental for you. What you're about to hear is an interview of Kate Mulgrew, Captain Catherine Janeway of the USS Voyager. The interview was conducted by Trek Movie staff Lori Ulster. This podcast was recorded on May 24th, just one day before the murder of George Floyd, which is why you won't hear references to that event or the more recent events related to the Black Lives Matter movement. Kate and Lori discuss a multitude of topics in the interview, among them the ongoing pandemic and its rising death toll, and the Voyager reunion Zoom panel, which would occur the next day on May 26th. You can watch the full reunion panel and read a transcription of the interview on our website, trekmovie.com. Please enjoy. Kate Mulgrew here. Hello, this is Lori from Trek Movie. Hello, Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> well, I'm as good as I can be, right? Yeah. Did you see the front page of the New York Times? I did. Unbelievable. I did. My fr- a friend of mine, her, her mother's on that list. I mean, everybody's got somebody on that list. It was just... My God. And what's most shocking of all, I don't even want to know why there's any kind of vitality in my voice. It's a flat affect that I have. Is that we've allowed... Trump to persevere. We I have allowed it. I can't even comprehend it sometimes, to be honest. I know like I just, see, neither can I, but we have done this, haven't we? Yes. God. Just unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to take, I don't know, it's going to take forever. And what do you think about New York? How long is it going to take New York? No, anyway, we're, we're talking today about happier things, yes. aren't we? Happier Star Trek things. So thank you for doing this. <laughs> and okay. So, so surreal. Of, Talk about science fiction, right? It is. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people are watching it for comfort right now, for sure. Um, either mm-hmm. because of the familiarity or for the optimism. So I think it's a good time. And then with the reunion you guys are doing, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today, um, I would oh, love to know, I read that Robert Picardo kind of got the ball rolling, but how did the whole thing come together? Yeah, he's terrific. He did. I, I, I don't know. He manages these things uh, so with such dexterity. Uh, I'm appallingly bad at them. But he's, <laughs> um, especially in quarantine, he's been quite productive, and he's, he's wonderful with press, and he's even better with altruistic stuff like this, you know, the Actors Fund and gathering us together, and uh, he has the energy for it, and he's got the heart for it. He's one of the most decent people I know, and we're very, very close friends. So, of course, the minute he asked me, I said I'd be delighted to, sweetheart. So, onward. <clears throat> um, he had mentioned, I was reading an interview with him, that you two talk all the time. So, are you, have you been talking, keeping in touch with anyone else in your Voyager cast group, or will this really be a reunion? This will be... A reunion, but who do I feel like? I feel like I just saw them. We were all on a boat in March. Right. After which I got very, very sick and thought I had oh, had caught the virus. And I was convinced that I had because I was really in bed for almost a month. But I had oh. my antibodies results last week, and they're negative. Huh. So I can't figure it out at all. But there's a 50% false negative on those results. So <clears throat> we'll see. Um, <laughs> Great. But we had a great time together on this cruise. The only one missing was Robert Beltran, and I think that was only because he had last-minute things with his child or something. But um, And we had a great time. One night I threw a huge party, and everyone Ooh. came. And, 
Jerry Ryan and I sat out on the deck for hours reminiscing and catching up on stuff. And uh, everybody came in from Next Gen. And, uh, you know, it was just a great party that lasted all night long. So I feel that I've spent some quality time with them all. But it'll be fun to do this Zoom with them. Yeah, that that sounds lovely, by the way, that cruise. Um, So do you have anything that you know that you want to talk about, or are you just going to let things roll during this big reunion? Well, I would love to talk about um, acting, the future of acting, how we feel about it going forward. And I think certainly what it has uh, given to us, looking backward. Um, It's shaped most of our lives. Some of us have uh, diverged. I think Garrett has gone off and done other things. But most of us, most of us have stuck with the, the game plan, which was to, to act until we stagger into our graves. Uh, but I think it's been imperiled by this pandemic. Also, a lot of us are getting older. Um, I think we should talk about what acting has meant, what it means, what it means to people. You just said, Lori, that everybody's watching Star Trek. There's a reason for that. Yep. Acting is more than just acting. Uh, in situations like this, you see that it is an imperative in the culture. And for some reason, and this is what we'll talk about largely, um, Star Trek uh, signified hope. Of course, the parallel is terrific, isn't it? A capsule lost in a dark and a dangerous place. The Delta Quadrant could really be a wonderful comparison to where we are now. The planet is jeopardized, I think, and everybody's scared and quite overcome by the magnitude of this pandemic, the perniciousness of it, and what it's going to cost us coming out the other end. And how we survive? We survive with art, and this is an art that we cannot practice while we are uh, contained like this. So all of these uh, subjects will be touched on, and I think uh, very well because it's an articulate group, and they're funny. and they're very, very smart, and they're all very decent, so it'll be a, a, a good and lively talk, I should think. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Um, there was also, because the reunion, because it's the big 25th anniversary of Voyager, I know there was supposed to be a big reunion at the big convention in Las Vegas this summer. Do you think that's even possible at this point? It doesn't feel like it will happen, although they have not definitively um, stated anything. Um, I think they're clinging to the last hope. But do we really want to walk into a confined area with 10,000 people is the question, right? Um, Right. And for me, I will tell you that it's particularly hard, and probably my castmates will attest to this. Uh, I'm not a touchy-feely person, but when a person in a wheelchair approaches me uh, with a passionate either declaration or confession or something he or she wants to share with me. It is my absolute instinct to touch that person. So I think that that would probably win out in Las Vegas this year, and I'd be right back in in trouble again. So all of these things have to be well considered. Um, I don't know. I don't think so, Lori. And too bad for us, too, because it was supposed to be a sort of, you know, um, the year was supposed to be a, a tour, an anniversary tour, and all of those conventions in Europe have been canceled as well as everything domestically. So it's it's too bad. It really is too bad. Not fair. <laughs> I agree. It was going to be probably my first time going to Vegas for that. So, oh, 
think so. Well, let's just wait and see. Let's see what those guys think. Adam Malik and and uh, Gary Berman are are wise, straight shooter kind of guys. I don't think they would imperil thousands of people for any number of reasons, foremost among them lawsuits. But uh, it looks <laughs> doubtful, don't you think? I think that yeah. most people are just too nervous until the vaccine is available and approved. And I'm with Anthony Fauci on this one. Although Deborah yeah. Burke seems to have, have bowed a little bit to uh, Trump. I listened to Fauci, who's absolutely convinced that the vaccine will not be FDA approved and available for 18 months. I think he's probably well, that's right. He's basing his opinions on actual science versus things he wishes were happening or would like to say are happening. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it's, 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 well, I can't. And I suppose talking about what else we might talk about, we might talk about politics. Because it's a, a cast full of um, liberals. And so, we'll get into sorry, it. Go ahead. It's Not interesting because whenever, whenever that happens, like I, the last time you and I spoke was for Trek Movie, and we, I divided the interview into two parts. So the first part was about the book, the beautiful book that you'd written about your parents. And then the right. second part, we talked about politics, and the reaction on the second people go, we're so polarized, people go bonkers. So how do you anticipate people reacting when you guys start talking? I mean, you all have strong, uh, smart opinions. I think that we will, we will react. Uh, <clears throat> I think that we will state what we will state. We will stay composed. And we will take the questions accordingly. I'm the most outspoken and the most dangerous on our feet. I mean, so I'll have to really sew my lips together. But um, I will state my mind if asked. That's for sure. Because there's no... T- I mean, I've got to stop fooling around with this. And if I, um, you know, if I turn some people off, so be it, Lori. That's the way it goes. We have a, a future to think about here. I have a granddaughter coming in October, and I'll be good and damned if she's going to walk into this thing uh, if I haven't done something. I mean, I've been out something for my native state of Iowa. which We've got to flip those seats. Um, and I'm, you know, doing everything I can to, to change this because if Trump gets four more years, I am promising you, I am promising you, I will leave the country and I will go and live in Ireland. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. I'm from Canada. A very so advanced, back pocket too. very, you know, they're wise people over there. They get it. We're the laughing stock of the world. I know. Of the world. Anyway, let's go on. Oh. All right, back to Star- fun Star Trek things. Um, which is my daily motto. Fun Star Trek thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Robert Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wong have been talking about resurrecting Captain Proton for a series or some shorts or something. They've talked about crowdfunding. They've talked about, uh, McNeil says he's talked to David Goodman, the producer, about it. Is that something you would ever want to do with them? Does that sound fun to you? As Arachnia? Is that what they're thinking yeah. of? Yeah, so it's Queen Arachnia. Queen Arachnia, that could be fun. What do you mean? How are they thinking of doing it? They're talking about like actually finding a way to make some kind of a series. So Robbie said that David Goodman, who's one of the Orville uh, producers and directors, that they've been talking about it. And then uh-huh. Garrett thought that they could crowdfund it so they wouldn't have to worry about, um, you know, people telling them what to do. Huh. Well, all I can tell you is that that was probably the greatest fun I had in the 70 years on Star Trek. And I had a lot of fun doing that series, but uh, playing Queen Arachnia with that guy, that actor 
who was so good and so alarmingly funny. I was just, I, I, could, I could barely make it through a take. And you wouldn't know this looking at my uh, portrayal of, of Janeway, but when I go, I go. I'm a complete corpser. I just lose it. Tears streaming down my cheeks. The guy was brilliant. So the memory is sublime, but they haven't talked to me about it. We'll probably talk about that. Hmm? Right. On the thing. Right. So, but you would consider if the circumstances were right, doing something like that with them? I never say never and never say die. <laughs> um, well, speaking of those two, they also have a podcast now where they're watching every Voyager episode in order and then talking about them. I don't know if you're aware no. that they've been doing that. It's called the Delta Flyers. Are they, tell me something, Laura. You can tell me. Are they drinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's in, I've been listening to it. I don't know if they're drinking, but I can tell you that their actor insecurities are on full display because they're re-watching their own work from 25 years ago. Yeah, so it's been very... I just like, put it down right to my head. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, Gareth, no, like, no. seems obsessed with his ADR recordings, and, uh, and Robbie is, like, very worried about how Tom Paris comes across. But <laughs> would you, <laughs> if they asked you to join them, would you join them on their podcast? Like, for an episode? I don't know. They haven't asked me. So I'm oh. sort of... They haven't asked me. Let's see what they say. Let's see what they come up with, the little devils. They're they afraid of what I say. Do you know that? They, they, <laughs> they, they're afraid. And Garrett Wong has been, you know, dining out on, on, on an impersonation of Janeway for years. So I wouldn't oh, yeah, mind. they do it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind dissecting his performance. Uh, you know, that would be interesting. <laughs> Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim. <laughs> would would you ever? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go on, you. I'm done. Oh. Um, <laughs> would you ever undertake such a project at some show that you'd been on, like watching every episode and talking about it? Absolutely not. How come? Because life's too short. I'm trying to write a novel here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I'm in quarantine, but I'm trying, struggling with this third book, which is a novel. My publisher wants a novel. She thinks I can write a novel. Oh, my God. I just want to stick needles in my eyes. It's so hard sometimes. <laughs> but... Um, no, I would not do that because if you think they're critical of their performance, I haven't watched myself in 30 years on television. I haven't watched myself in anything. I won't do wow. it. No, I simply will not. My ego is otherwise directed. Freud would have a field day with me. It's, God knows it's a substantial ego. Um, but I don't, uh, I, I, I refuse to endanger myself by watching myself. <laughs> You know, so if they did ask you now, I'm fascinated by this because if they did ask you to be on it, you'd have to watch the episode they were going to talk about. Yes, but then I'd be, I'd, I'd say to them, I get to choose the episode, and I would be oh, careful to choose ones that that I know that I was proud of. Oh, smart! So they could yeah. tell you all the upcoming ones and then choose accordingly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just, um, you know, so I you, think that it's funny that, they, that they're doing that because, and great, great, because it's great for the fans. But I remember it as being such a, um, what's the word? I should be able to find this word. It was so big uh, shooting that series in my life. It was just huge. Um, I'm only now sort of resting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I mean, that's how I feel about the rigor of it. 
and the reward of it, certainly. But Captain Janeway really worked her little patoots off. There's no question about it. And I, um, I wanted so much to make her great because she was the first female. And that determination was always in my sights, regardless of what, what, what was going on at home. And there was a lot because I was raising two little boys all by myself. And it was tough, Lori. Those are tough years. Those were long hours, too. Yeah, very long. But if you could pull that off and do it with uh, some success, there was a great sense of um, satisfaction. I saw my strength, great uh, constitutional strength. I can can really stand on my feet for a long time. My mind is strong, and my retentive powers are very, very robust. Uh, But my longing was to endow her with such a complexity that the audience would find her very, very um, compelling and endearing. And I hope I achieved that. I don't know that I did, but I think that I did. I think that I, I know did. that you Certainly. did. Thank you. you. Yes, in the later you, years, you, I did. You showed a, a type of female leadership that was so important to so many of us watching, and not just women, very important to men, too, to see it. One so, could argue uh, it more important to, to men. To understand yeah. that 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 a woman of childbearing years is capable of that kind of uh, single-minded command, that kind of dedication, and that kind of strength. It was great, but you can imagine it was it was just a it was you know it was everything. My sons were not very pleased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. <laughs> no, that was hard on them. Not very hard on them. Well, sure, you were gone all the time. Yeah, and so they've never seen it. And oh, really? No, they've never seen it. I don't think they ever will. They've come to see me and everything in the theater. They, they won't watch me on TV. They don't like it. Because to them, it, it, it touches that nerve of my absence, which for a child is a permanent kind of uh, wound, I think. And yeah. it was a decision I thought I made in a clear-eyed way, but looking back, their vulnerability is just, you know, a knife in my heart. But we do what we do. Yeah. And I cannot tell you that I regret it. I'm, I'm glad that I did Janeway, and I'm glad that I had my kids. And life goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at the legacy of Voyager, you know, what would you say is the big? how would you sum up the legacy of that show, looking with our, you know, 25th anniversary eyes? I would say that... Uh, Voyager, intrepid vessel, was full of passionate uh, scientists. Janeway was before she was a captain. She was an ardent scientist. And I think that our exploration of the Delta Quadrant, our... uh, Let me just speak for Janeway. Her absolute immersion into what it was like to travel in that, within that quadrant and to discover species and to relate to them and to communicate with them and sometimes to fight them was just for Janeway the very, very pinnacle of, of, of life. It was a, a wonderful crew I think that Janeway led with her humanity and therefore each one of them followed. Um, 
I think having the Maquis on board, that mix was somehow magical. And uh, the introduction of Seven of Nine as a half-borg, half-human, also intriguing. I think the writing was great. I think the intention was sublime. And I think that we captivated, or should I say captured, the universal imagination and what we did in those seven years. That's the legacy. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Um, the last time that we talked, Picard, the Picard series had not premiered yet. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen any of it? I haven't. I'm sorry to say, but I think I may have told you at some point in time. And I think this goes for both Patrick Stewart and Bill Shatner, too. Um, and, and captains can be quite territorial, you know? <laughs> We're on our ship and we shoot our seven years. At least Stuart and I shot our seven years. And you become very possessive of those seven years. Uh, but I haven't watched it because I just haven't watched it. There's no, no excuse. I don't have a good excuse, Laurie. So you don't, you don't you can need wrap one. my knuckles on that one. Okay. <laughs> you don't need an excuse. It's okay. Um, when okay. we talked about it, I'd asked if you had ever thought about, like, what Janeway would be doing in 20 years or what you would want to explore with her. And at the time, you hadn't thought about that much. Have you thought about it at all since? Like where you would like to well, see her or what would be interesting? It's just only only because people ask me about it all the time. Right. I started to stream. When are you coming on? When are you coming back? When will we get Janeway on it? Or when Janeway have her own series? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it could be. And then somebody actually <clears throat> created a, what would you call it, Lori, on the web an idea of what I would look like and it was actually quite quite stunning when I saw it somebody (laughs) said that's a fan's idea of what you would what you would sort of look like in a long cape um I think it would be wonderful to explore uh Janeway's uh continued love of adventure and perhaps even love of power so uh there are any number of things that, have, that, that you know, could be delicious to dip into. But, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. So, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying that summarily, but I, time's a wasted, do you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know we are aware that there's a Janeway statue going up in her fictional birthplace. Uh, what do, what yes. do you think about that? And would you, they've rescheduled it for October the unveiling. So would you go to that if it was safe? Well, my granddaughter's due in October. Ah. So I think that I will be falling in love in October. <laughs> but and what I'm do you not think of that? I think it's a terrific honor. And I think it's, 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 I'm, I, I, we talked about this on the cruise, which was Star Trek cruise a lot. And I saw the, you know, the image of it and she looked, she looked sort of intimidating she was formidable, actually. Um, I think it's a great honor, and I think it's it's wonderful. And uh, if I could possibly attend, I would. Why wouldn't I? How many people get a statue made of their of a character that was so meaningful that, that such an act was done? I mean, the, the guy sculpted it, didn't he? It's going to save yeah. the town. It's quite lovely. Of course, I'll go if I can. I hope they invite me, Lori. But they have to oh, invite. Oh, I'm sure me. they'll. I'm sure they'll invite you. 
Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about that. Um, and you've been doing a regular uh, Zoom happy hour with fans. Like, how is that going, and what's it like for you? Do you know that because you see it on my web? Am I, uh, I see on my – where do you see I, it? I, I saw it in your Twitter feed that you were getting people to send something in, and then you would yes, choose so the you people. Yes, you join one, um, join one, one I, Thursday. But I only take seven um, because we have uh, – in-depth conversations about whatever the theme is. Last week was bibliophiles, writers, uh, librarians, editors from all over the world. Fascinating, really fascinating. Oh, what wow. they're reading, how books have saved them, <laughs> what they're writing, their, their experiences. Um, the week before, I think, was fathers with children, uh, fathers alone with children. Really fascinating. Um, I haven't chosen the theme this week. I've got to get to Amy about that. I thought this week I'd do psychiatry and psychoanalysis just to see uh, if they're still practicing, which I'm sure they are, and um, and and what what they're what they're being what they're what they're getting from the public at large, what they're feeling about um, this pandemic and the change it has made to our minds. But that was just then, my little way of saying I'd like to connect with people throughout this time. That's all. That's all it is. It's such a smart way to do it. The grouping people is fascinating to me. Yeah, like, it, is. it is. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to somebody in Siberia and somebody else in New Zealand and somebody else in New York, and it's just, it's it's also very moving. At the end of them, we're always, you know, it's a cocktail hour, so everybody's at a cocktail, and at the end, we're all sort of quite aware of the fact that this, this is an extraordinary thing that has happened. So um, it's, it's good. It's very good. I'm glad I did it. It's a great time to be uniting people, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And what's your cocktail of choice for during those? What do I usually have? A vodka, I think. A vodka and lemonade or something like that. Nice. I like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then bef- I know you're busy, so before I let you go, I would love to know. So you said you're working on a novel? I am. How's it going? This is because my uh, editor has asked me to do it. It's harder than the memoir. There's no question. A narrative is a linear kind of thing. And uh, for me, I think by degree easier. The novel has a mind of its own. And the heart of its own. So I have my protagonist and I have my story. But then she goes off and does something that I hadn't planned at all, right in the middle of the <laughs> chapter. And I have to sort of go with her because she's the pony. And um, it's intriguing, but it's also very frustrating. And there are days when I just want to throw the computer out the window and myself out after it because I just say to myself, I can't. But I can and I must persevere and I will. I will. It's a good I'm way sure to spend my days, do you know? And I'm a mm-hmm. very disciplined person, so I come in at 10 and I sit in here until 5 o'clock and I do it. I do it. Yeah, I found keeping up a regular work day has been essential through all of this. Isn't it? Especially with children, I should think, Lori. Yeah. It's crucial to your mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like getting up, getting dressed, doing your thing, Yeah, we getting have to, to work. do it. And you then know, cutting the it off at the end of the day. Yeah, you have to cut it off, and then it's sort of a reward. You go to your children, go to the kitchen, and do all that. 
But I read a statistic that said that 98, maybe even 99% of the most powerful men in the world make their own beds every morning. It's a kind of small discipline that was a harbinger of what was to come in their lives. To this day, they do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think so too. Making your own bed. Yeah. I've read articles about that, about the effect that it, it's a lot of um, army vets talk about that also, of how Setting important it is to make your bed. Yeah, very important. Now I know I have to get up and go and, and make mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say I did mine already. <laughs> uh, good girl. Good girl. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This is great. We're going to get this out today because we're promoting tomorrow's um, event. Yeah, good. I hope we get a good crowd. And this was a, a, a great pleasure. You're wonderful to talk to. And it's please come on my great. Zoom. Yes, I would love to. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. The last interview I did with you, I was thinking about it for weeks afterwards. You're very inspiring. Oh, good. Thank you, Laurie. Now, listen, be careful through this pandemic. Be safe. Uh, and I wish you and your family the best. Same to you. But I look forward to seeing you on the Zoom, okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. All right, take, take care, care and thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye.